What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I gotta tell you about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. Guys, Green Mountain Dental is part of our family over at DNVR, and we're part of their family. Not only have they been a longtime partner of DNVR, but they come into the bar and they treat you like family when you go and visit them over at Green Mountain Dental. And not only that, but when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam over at Green Mountain Dental, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. That's right. All you have to do is take care of your teeth, which you're going to do anyways twice a year at a dentist. Might as well go to a place that's going to treat you right. It's part of the DNVR family. You can talk Colorado sports with them. And on top of that, you get a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. They've treated us exceptionally well, and they'll treat you just as well. So check them out over at Green Mountain Dental. Schedule that cleaning x-ray exam and get yourself a free Sonicare toothbrush. All right, Mace, let's hop into the show. Number one for the one and only DNVR. Two girls out to Zach Mace, arcade at the bar. Three for Mr. B in that old trophy case. Number four still waiting for, well, bring on the chase. Out on the field at my Couple with brick, brew and a friend bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us, DDNVR. We are DNVR. Before we get into what may be some hot takes here, gotta tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online, because over at MSU Denver Online, you get to an education while continuing to live your life. And over at MSU Denver right now, application fees are free when you use the code DNVR Sports over at MSU Denver Online. And of course, at MSU Denver Online, whether you want to graduate and take a full degree, whether you want to take a couple classes, you can do that at an affordable price while continuing to live your life because they build the schedule around your life so you can continue to live your life and get a degree, learn class, do whatever you need to do to further your education and use that code DNVR Sports to waive your application. And Mace, my boy, how are you doing? Are you staying alive on this apocalyptic day? I'm trying to. I mean, uh, what we wake up this morning and all of a sudden it feels like it feels like we're in the like you said, the middle of the apocalypse and also it just all is it's very 2021 and what i mean is this we've had a very strange fall weather-wise here in denver we've had a very strange nfl season so you look out the window and you see skies and conditions more like may than december and we look ahead to this broncos bengals matchup and in a year where we really don't know what's coming week to week zach we might have the most 2021 nfl matchup in front of us this year. We really don't know what's going to happen in this game. No, we for sure don't. And the good news, or maybe some people would say it's bad news, is the weather today is not what it's going to be on Sunday. And why I say some people may say it's good, some people may say it's bad. Mace, we could get up to 80 mile per hour winds here in Denver. And of course, that just reminds me of that Buffalo Bills New England Patriots game a couple day, weeks ago where Josh Allen was thrown for 50% completion. And of course, past three times and I know some people want to see the Broncos run the ball that much some people say whoa we got to pass the ball can Teddy even pass that so there, there's an interesting dynamic and, and of course that speaking of the ups and downs of 2021 man that's what that's what people's emotions have been about the Broncos about Teddy about this passing game 
Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I, we don't know what we're getting from from week to week from either one of these teams. Every actually, the only thing we know what, that we're getting is probably from the Broncos. We know we're going to get a run game with a function in the mouth, and that's what mm. they're going to try to focus on, probably no matter what. Yep, yep, without a doubt. And so, Mace, let's talk about that run game. Let's talk about the pass game because there's been so many understandable concerns over the past few weeks about Teddy Bridgewater, about this passing game, about Pat Shermer being able to call an effective passing game, about Teddy Bridgewater's accuracy, about the numbers he is or isn't putting up, and then about the the involvement of the wide receivers. You wrote a great piece on it last week, and then we didn't see any wide receiver involvement this week as well outside of Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. They are on, I mean, I want to say for Cortland, a historical run right now and in a bad way in terms of just no productivity. It's like he's playing with Tim Tebow with the numbers he's putting up here and people are starting to freak out. So Mace, do the Broncos need more petty in the past game in order to have any chance of beating Cincinnati Bengals? Well... It depends what Bengals team you get. Do you get good Bengals or bad Bengals? If you get good Bengals, you're not winning without throwing the football. You're not winning without a dynamic con- component. Good good Bengals are capable of, even against a really good defense, putting up a 30 spot on you. And you can't win that type of game without being able to have some kind of, of tangible passing threat whether it's vertical stretch or horizontal or horizontal stretch and setting uh your outside targets up to make people miss tackles and get yardage after the catch but if you get bad if you get bad bangles you can you can pull the you can pull this off because uh bad bad bangles are capable of you know of, of digging themselves massive holes and losing to shaky teams the good Bengals are capable of blowing out the baltimore ravens when the ravens are peaking i mean the, and what we've seen last week zach the last two weeks, I should say, we've seen good Bengals and bad Bengals all in the same game. So yep. if that's the case and we see both good and bad, the Broncos may not have to pass the ball effectively. They may just need to, to do just enough, kind of like the 49ers did last week. Yeah, and Mace, what you're talking about, I mean, the bad Bengals, they've lost to the Chicago Bears, oh. and that was when they were starting Andy Dalton. They lost to the New York Jets. Yeah. They got blown out by the Cleveland Browns 41 to 16. The good Ravens, you mentioned that or the the good Bengals, you mentioned that Ravens game. They destroyed the Ravens 41 to 17. They beat the Steelers 24 to 10. They beat the Vikings in overtime uh and they they destroyed the Raiders a couple of weeks ago. Actually, they beat Pittsburgh twice, destroyed them just a couple of weeks ago. And then these past 2 weeks We've seen the bad Bengals team. And Mace, the Bengals, like you, like we're talking about, very streaky. They started off really hot. Caught the league by storm. 5-2 and two to start off. And people were saying, holy cow, this could be a team that wins the AFC this year. Since then, Mace... They're two and four, and and yeah. so the Broncos are catching them at a pretty good time. You know, the Broncos probably didn't need to catch the Detroit Lions at a good time because of how bad Detroit is, but the Broncos caught them at a great time. I mean, not only were they the worst team in the league, but they were the most depleted team in the league. Again, Broncos catching a little break here potentially. Now, that doesn't mean that the good Bengals team can't just show up out of nowhere and win this game, but it means that the Broncos, I think, can do more of what they're good at and dictate this game than have having to chase the Bengals. And so for me, Mace, 
what Teddy Bridgewater needs to be and what the Broncos need from Teddy Bridgewater is they need effective Teddy Bridgewater. They need a guy that's going to be efficient. So however you want to classify that, to me, that doesn't say great. That doesn't say 250, 300 passing yards, three touchdowns. Efficient is what he's done in two of the past three games. And let's look at it from since the bye. Teddy Bridgewater, when they beat the Los Angeles Chargers three weeks ago, Broncos put up 28 points. That should win any game. That should win this game, especially with the way the Broncos offense is playing. Let's look at those numbers. 11 for 18. Only 61% completion, 129 passing yards. That's nothing. One touchdown, no picks. That's a huge key here. 101 pass rating. That's not good. That's not That's not great. That's not lighting the scoreboard up. No, uh, I think that that's very effective. I think that's what the Broncos need because the, the week after, they played the Kansas City Chiefs. They only put up nine points. You have Teddy Bridgewater throw the ball 40 times, only 55% completion. That is obviously nowhere close to effective. He has one touchdown, two interceptions, a 62 passer rating. That is as far from efficient as possible. That is really bad quarterback play. Uh, and, of course, the eye test would also say that as well, Mace. I mean, he's throwing where there's just no one there and the ball is being picked off and turned back for a pick six. And then last week, when the Broncos put up 38 points, 38 points, Teddy Bridgewater only threw the ball 179 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and a lot of people would say, well, he didn't pass the eye test there. You know what he did do, though, and I think why people uh, weren't happy with Teddy Bridgewater's play last week, because his ball accuracy was not there, and it, it wasn't. I mean, the pass he made to Javante Williams that went for a touchdown was a great play by Javante, but you know what Teddy Bridgewater did last week? He made the right reads. Now, did he make the best reads? Was he finding the open guy every the open guy downfield? every single time? Of course not. He was looking short, but he wasn't making the wrong reads like he was against the Kansas City Chiefs. I think I think this is all the Broncos need from Teddy. They just need an effective Teddy. So I don't think he needs to pass for 200 yards. I don't think you need to see three or four deep shots completed against this team. The Broncos have found their formula the past three weeks, and it's a great run game, great defense, and just an effective Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, he can be that as long as they don't dig themselves a hole. And that's where I th- they're, they're going to have to make sure they, they start fast in this game. If, they, if, they pl- if they're playing from ahead, Teddy Bridgewater can do exactly what you said he can do and, th- and they can win. And, you know, you could even kind of you can look at the you can then look at the passer passer rating here, the passer rating allowed by the Bengals. You know, you look at Teddy Bridgewater's season and first of all, the Broncos have not won a game where he's thrown uh, an interception. He's had inter- he's had interceptions now in four games and they've lost all four so Mm -hmm. but mace really quick let's flip that around and how many games has he not thrown a pick exactly he's he's thrown interceptions in four games he hasn't thrown interceptions in nine games so they're zero four when he throw when he when he throws at least one pick and then by deduction they're seven and two when he has a clean and when he has a clean game also one thing that that, uh, that if you go by pa- if you go by passer rating as well, and that is where there's a really interesting demarcation here, Zach. In 13 games, Teddy Bridgewater has seven games where he's above his season long passer rating, which is 96.5, and six games where he's below that passer rating. And I think you can figure out what the Broncos' record is in those seven games when he's above his season average 
compared to what the what the Broncos record is when he's below. It's a perfect split. Seven when he's at, when he's above his norm, six when he's below. And that's also significant for this game, Zach, because when the Bengals allow a team to have to have a passer rating that is above where Teddy Bridgewater stands this year, 96.5. When the Bengals allow that, they're one in five. When they allow below that, they're six and one. Efficiency is a huge key for Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, it 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 a hundred percent is, and that 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 line is a hundred passer rating. If he's got in the triple digits, you're gonna win. If not, Broncos are going to lose. But again, it doesn't mean the game has to be on his shoulders, Mace. In fact, let's look at that Dallas game where the the maybe the Bengals at their peak are are what Dallas can be. Maybe they they're kind of similar teams, although Dallas's floor is probably higher than the Bengals' floor this year. But in terms of just difficulty, uh, they could be fairly similar. I think Dallas is. A a little tougher, but Teddy had 67% completion on 28 attempts. Uh, he had 249 yards, one touchdown, and they put up 30 points. And that's all Teddy Bridgewater needs to do. And so that's why the Broncos... I don't think they need to freak out about Teddy right now. And I know fans are, are freaking out. If he comes out and has a Kansas City Chiefs game, Mace, Broncos are going to lose. There's no doubt about it. If he's throwing interceptions, it, it, and but... What I will caution is people saying, we need the deep ball. We need the deep ball. The deep ball is going to help. Of course, if they connect with Cortland Sutton, I'm taking all the 50-yard jump balls that, that you can get to Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. But if that means that Teddy Bridgewater is throwing picks while doing that, that's not what you need. And the check down is driving people crazy. And that's not a long-term solution for this team is checking the ball down for the next five years. But for the next four games... It could be, and and to me, that's their road to success because of how good the run game is. And so, Mace, there's more to this game than just Teddy Bridgewater. So let's hop into our whiteboard because you touched on one of them, and I want to dive in more. And the first key to the whiteboard, start fast. It is, and it's funny. We look at the Bengals last week, and of course, against the 49ers they started slow the 49ers got out there they got they got that first they got that first punch in and even though the Bengals came back they fell short and that's a, that's a key thing when you get it when you get out in front then yeah the opponent can come back but they've got a slim margin for error and I'll tell you what if the Broncos are are, are if their defense is playing to its capability I trust this defense to do enough to hold off the Bengals if the Broncos get out in front. Zach, interesting thing here. If the Bengals trail after three quarters this year, they're 0-5. When mm-hmm. they're tied or leading, they're seven and they're they're seven and one. This is a Bengal team, even though they did come close last week, they they don't quite have the goods to finish a comeback. If they fall, if if they fall behind, you kind of you look at uh, you look at the first quarter of, of games as well. Bengals, if they're behind after one quarter, they've only come, they've only come back uh, one time, one time in four. When they've been behind at halftime of games, they've only managed to come back and and succeed um, one time out of six. So get these guys. So get these guys behind early. There's talent there, no doubt but they don't have the complete the comeback. They can start the comeback, but they don't have the complete the comeback gene in them right now. 
Yeah, and I mean, that kind of points to a young offense, a right. young head coach, a young quarterback. And it's important to remember, this season for Joe Burrow is he's, you know, kind of second year, kind of rookie year since he missed so much of last year with that with that terrible injury. And let's get to our second whiteboard key right now, and that's Joey T. Mace, Joe Burrow calls himself Joey B. If the Broncos want to win, they've got to make him Joey T, as in Joey Turnover. And Ooh, kind of wow. talking about Joe Burrow, Mace, he's looked like the number one pick from, from last year many times. He flashes that every single game. He flashes that uh, sometimes on a consistent basis. But other times, Joe Burrow has been Mr. Turnover. In fact, right now, Mace, he has so many turnovers on these ready. Right now, he's already got, I believe, 14 interceptions on the season. That is not good. Now, that's something that I, I guess uh, that's something that you can expect with a young quarterback. But sophomore, second year, you don't really want to see that. But Mace, in the games that the Bengals win, Joe Burrow has one or fewer turnovers. In the games the Bengals lose, and remember, they have six losses. This is a pretty good sample size. He has two or more turnovers in nearly every single one of those games. So the key is also that. It's can this defense not just be good, but can they take advantage of when Joe Burrow throws the ball when he shouldn't throw it? And he's going to do that. So Joe Burrow is capable of making those comebacks. But he's when he's trying to come back or when he's trying to take that lead, he's going to make mistakes. And, and that's a big reason why the Bengals have fallen in such a hold these past two weeks, specifically against the Chargers. What were they? They were down like 28 to 0 or something and that's a large part because of Joe Burrow turning the ball over so the Broncos need to get after Joe Burrow and take not 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 really even force turnovers they just need to take advantage of the opportunity when he gives them a turnover yeah he's got to be Joey T for turnover not Joey T for uh for, for touchdowns although there's more <laughs> of a connection for Bengals success and failure in the win column with turnovers than with with touchdowns because he's had a three touchdown day and lost it was that aforementioned jets game he was to he, he he played really well in that jets game and they still they still lost so it but turnovers it come it comes down to that he had i believe he had a fumble lost against can against the chargers if i'm not mistaken if i'm not mistaken which meant that he had three giveaways in that game because he had yep. two picks and the and the and the fumble lost, and basically it's about making Joe Burrow look like a a young quarterback still finding his way. I mean it's 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 kind it's kind of uncanny it's kind of uncanny when he is forced into those youthful mistakes. He's it it goes poorly for the Bengals, and you know what? Some of those youthful mistakes may happen if you can somehow lock down. Jamar Chase and that's where we get in this game we get in this game you wonder how often Vic Fangio is going to find ways to put Pat Sertan on Jamar Chase because if even though you have cornerbacks kind of on their side of the field I wonder if this is the week where you actually have Sertan as a shadow for Chase that might be their best shot 
I would love it. I would absolutely love that. Now, we have not seen Vic Fangio do that yet right. with Pat Shermer, but yeah. man, would I love that. He's your best corner, and Jamar Chase is their most dangerous receiver by far. I would do that. And then the Bengals do have other good receiving options, but Mace, the Broncos have other good corner options, and Bryce Callahan's going to be back. Ronald Darby's been playing really well, so I love the matchups outside of that, but mm-hmm. I hey, I would put my number one corner, rookie Pat Sertan, on uh, Jamar Chase and and let him get it done. Yeah, it, it, I, I would too. This is your best shot. And the, th- and the thing that we've seen from the Bengals this year, you know, like you mentioned, they have good, they have good depth. I mean, Tower Boy, T. Higgins, they're quality, no doubt. And they're capable of making plays on you. But as we saw last week, when they are when they are down, when they really need something, when they are de- when when they've when everything is on the table, Joe Burrow looks to Jamar Chase first. There, yep. that trust was built at LSU two years ago, and one of the reasons why Jamar Chase is having uh, the type of season he has, which frankly, it's the it's the most electric rookie season for a receiver since Randy Moss back in 1998. One of the reasons why is because they came in with that institutional knowledge together. They already had that chemistry. And the amazing thing about it is after a few drop passes in the preseason, everyone's like, what's wrong with Jamar Chase? When the lights went on in week one, he flipped the switch and he's been aces ever since. Yep, yep, you're absolutely right. He has has a 200-yard game this year. He's absolutely money. And if you want to flip a switch in bed, uh, you've got yeah. to turn to the Snooze Flip mattress from our friends over at Snooze Sleep. And if you're not sleeping well, flip that switch. Get the Snooze Flip because you are going to start sleeping like a baby. Of course, the Snooze Flip mattress is a four-in-one mattress from our friends over at Snooze Sleep. And what I mean by four-in-one, one side is hard, one side is soft. So you get to flip it depending on what you want. You can even flip it uh, probably not in the middle of the night. I mean, you could if you wanted, but you can flip it on the seasons. And one other thing that you probably want to flip on the seasons is their, rever- is their reversible topper. One side of the topper is cold one side is hot so you can mix and match to make it exactly your preferences whether you want cold uh, and hard hot and soft you can have that when you sleep and if you use the code dnvr over at snoozesleep.com you'll get 250 dollars off the mattress and 250 dollars off an adjustable base for a queen the king $500 off an adjustable base and $500 off the mattress by using that code DNVR over at snoozesleep.com. Snooze Sleep, not only do they make fantastic mattresses, including the Snooze Flip, but they're Colorado-owned, Colorado-based, and you guys know how much we love supporting our partners. And by supporting them, you're supporting us, and they're based in Colorado, but they're for the world. So wherever you are, check them out at snoozesleep.com and use that code DNVR. You know, you're going to feel refreshed every morning when you're when you've been sleeping on a snooze sleep mattress. You're going to want to feel refreshed on Christmas morning, of course, when it's time to open the presents under the tree. And you're also going to feel want to feel refreshed by making sure you've given the people in your life the gift, a gift that they love, a gift that they want, friends, family. And if they're a Denver sports fan, check out the gift boxes from DNVR. Yeah, you can put DNVR under the Christmas tree for the Colorado sports fan in your life. The DNVR gift box includes two shirts of your choice plus a DNVR annual membership. So the person, maybe you've got someone in your life that loves the, that loves the podcast, but 
They're not a subscriber. They're just a listener, and that's fine. We appreciate. We love everybody who joins us. But you can give that DNVR gift box and includes an annual membership, and all of a sudden they they can become a commenter on the on the podcast as well. And guess what? If you buy that gift box, you get something out of it as well. You get a fifteen dollar gift card to the DNVR locker. So you're not just giving a wonderful gift to a member of your family or one of your friends. You're getting a little something for yourself as well. What could be better? So that's one way to say Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, happy holidays, happy Kwanzaa to the friends in your life. A way to to say all of those things to yourself is to come on down to our tailgate pregame on Sunday. Of course, last tailgate was terrific. It was a beautiful sunny day in Denver. It's going to be a nice day on Sunday. Don't get fooled by what it is outside right now with the wind and all that. It's going to be a beautiful day for football, and that means it's a beautiful day for being outside for hours upon hours. And what better way to be outside than at the DNVR tailgate. Get ready for the game with all you can drink, Breck Brews, all you can eat, sexy pizza. We're going to have the, the early game on a television so you can sit back watch what's going on around the league watch some of those potentially relevant games for the broncos as they are in the thick of the playoff hunt you can do that have a good time have some good vibes over at the dnvr tailgate that's going to be sunday go on go online get tickets you can get a ticket for the party bus right over from the dnvr bar or just the tailgate itself check all that out at the dnvr.com also, get yourself a really good job. That's something that everyone can use right now. Whether you're looking for a job or whether you want a better job, you got to check out our friends over at Ball. Not only are they a fantastic place to work, but they've got fantastic positions open on their front line of their aluminum beverage can production process over at Ball's Plant in Golden. The company is offering a very competitive $27.39 per hour with potential for increases at every 6, 12, 18 months on the job. And it offers exposure to a lot of other manufacturing opportunities at Ball. So that means you get started here and then you can go to, to a different part of the company and you can really make a career there. And they have fantastic benefits if that wasn't enough. They've got comprehensive insurance. They've got 401k for retirement, stock purchase ownerships, and even the potential for an annual bonus. There are so many benefits from working at Ball, including they are rated as a great place to work. So you make sure to check them out by going to jobs.ball.com and search for golden or text golden to 77222 to find out more information. Get a job at Ball and be unstoppable. And Mace, speaking of being unstoppable, let's jump back into the whiteboard here. And the next key is something that's been unstoppable unstoppable for the Broncos. Run the Cincinnati Marathon. Mace, our good friend Ryan he tried to scare us earlier this week by saying, uh, you're not going to be able to do what you've done the past couple weeks. You're not going to be able to run the ball because this Cincinnati Bengals defense is good. Because the Cincinnati Bengals defense is the third best defense against the run. And I think we're here to say, don't worry. It's not as daunting as that seems. And what Ryan was saying when he said it's the third best defense against the run, they've given up the third fewest yards on the ground. That does seem pretty daunting at first. But I think every other number, Mace, would say that the Broncos don't have to worry about the Cincinnati Bengals rushing defense. Not every number. I, I'm just going to kind okay. of... there. There is one, if you go to... Uh, rbsdm.com you can do a lot of uh, look at look and learn about uh, 
EPA, success rate, et cetera, for offense, defense. We cite some of their work when it comes to quarterbacks. And here's one area where the where the Bengals are, like success rate. So in other words, how, what percentage of runs are successful? As in, for example, a five-yard run on first and 10 is a success. A, a On third and three, you'd have to have a three-yard run to move the chains. That's a success, right? Right. The success rate for the Bengals this year against the Bengals run defense this year is the Bengals are the second best in the league run defense wise and success rate 34.9 percent. Okay. Well, well, there's a number. Mace, you're not helping my case out. No, I'm we, just we, say, we talked before no. the show how we were going to calm everyone's nerves. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying it is fascinating, Zach, how you look at the num- at the numbers for the Bengals here and we're and. You have that, and you have the overall you have the overall run defense. If you look, for example, at yard at yards per carry at yards per carry allowed this year, they're giving up four point one three yards per yards per attempt so far this season, which is it's fine. It's mid it's middle of the pack. It, first, it, it's, first down it's rate, average. middle of the pack. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Mace, that's exactly why. Uh, and and th- these are kind of just the the baseline numbers too that we're talking about. So to me, teams just aren't running the ball on the Bengals, uh, and that's why they're only giving up the third fewest y- rushing yards in the league. The four point one yards per carry, Mace, that is way more valuable in my mind than overall yards, and I believe that's like thirteenth best in the NFL. So I'm not saying that the Bengals' run defense is terrible, although there are some numbers that say their run defense is terrible, but it's not as daunting. It's not as much as okay, Broncos aren't going to be able to run the run the ball thirty times. They're going to have to throw it forty times, and this is all on Teddy Bridgewater's shoulders. And that's why this connects so well with what we talked about in the first segment, Mace, about. The Broncos, they don't have to rely on Teddy Bridgewater to drop back 30, 40 times to throw for 250, 300, 350 yards and multiple touchdowns. No, they just need Teddy Bridgewater to be efficient because I truly believe that this Broncos run defense, which has been extremely good, especially of recent, this Broncos, I guess, run offense, I mean, can have success against this Bengals run defense. Mace, in the past three games, including against some pretty good defenses, especially Chiefs, Broncos run run off offense has averaged 160 rushing yards per game. That is incredibly good. If the Broncos get anywhere close to that, they're going to have a darn good chance to win this game, and the game isn't going to have to be put on Teddy Bridgewater's shoulders. And and Mace, you have a a couple more uh, numbers to show just how uh, maybe not good the Cincinnati Bengals run defense is. Well, yeah, I mean, first of all, we've seen teams that have, they've stuck with the run and they've they've succeeded. You you look at per carry, per carry average for example again i'm not saying that i'm not saying that they're a bad run defense i'm saying this right. is just average and not and not great you know what they've had you know they've had six they've had six games over the course of the season where they've allowed north of four yards per carry i mean they've had a couple of games that have allowed north of six yards per carry in other words they've gotten outright gashed in in those in those games they got gashed by the browns they got gashed by the Packers. They they lost both of them, both those games allowing more than more than 6 yards per attempt. And you go kind of look at uh, you look at the, some of the again kind of the, the per the per season numbers. I mentioned that the the average per carry, if you go for the last 8 weeks, Zach, in terms of average per carry allowed. Uh, Zach, the Bengals, they're 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 above only 12 teams right now 
in the NFL. They're 20th in per yeah. they're 20th in per carry defense in the last 8 weeks. But I bring that up because if you've got an alarm, if you've got some alarm bells going off in that same stat in the last eight weeks, Zach, the Broncos are 29th. I'm more mm. concerned. I'm not concerned about the Broncos' ability to run the ball. I'm concerned about the Broncos stopping the run. Yeah, exactly. And Mace, that that was actually the point I was going to hit yeah. on right now too. The Bengals really remind me of the Broncos in this respect because when you look at just the the number of rushing yards the Broncos have given up on defense, they're 10th best. They, they've given up the 10th fewest rushing yards, but then you look at yards per carry, mm-hmm. and they're giving up 4.4 yards per carry, which is in the bottom 10. And yeah. so I think if you ask a Broncos fan, if you ask a Broncos fan what the weakest part of this de- this defense is, they're going to absolutely say, oh, it's it's the rushing attack. I mean, heck, we saw it last week, Mace, for, for you know three quarters of the game. Broncos defense was pretty good against the run. That second quarter... It it was very very concerning in my mind. the 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 Lions were having no problem creating big holes, and that's kind of how this team has been. At some points, the run defense is really good. At other times, there's just massive holes the teams are taking advantage of. And so, I see huge parallels between the Broncos' run defense and the Bengals' run defense. And if I was a team playing the Broncos' defense, I'm running the ball, and I'm really trying to set up that run game, especially. When the Broncos, when a team has a really good rushing attack like yeah. the Broncos do, this is how the Broncos take advantage of the Bengals. It, it, it is. It, it's you know it's going to be another kind of pace game. But and the other thing on the on the Broncos run defense, it, it's it's bad in terms of per carry over the course of the year. The thing, the, the alarming thing, is what it's been in the last eight weeks. When the Broncos, as a whole, defensively, the last eight weeks. They've been terrific in terms of their per-game metrics, particularly scoring. They've been good in terms of their per-possession metrics. I believe they're eighth in per-possession scoring defense right now in the last eight games. But then you you start going down the metrics in terms of of, of run defense. They're they're 29th in average per carry allowed. Uh, One of the concerns I have is – first down rate the rate at which you get first downs uh they're they're 27th right now in that in that category and then again i mentioned kind of the success rate with the Bengals. it's the one thing that you can lean on and say oh their run defense is doing well well over the course of the entire season not just the last eight weeks so this includes the work with josie jewel and alexander johnson early in the season success rate the broncos they are down there at 30th against the run they that's something to be concerned about yeah, that that certainly is something uh, to be concerned about. And Mace, what can, can you give me those other two numbers uh, that show how bad the Bengals' run defense is? I guess th- those numbers show that it's really bad. Yeah. Um. You. You. Let's see. First down rate in particular. Let's go the last. I'm just get sorting it here in my Excel file. And uh, w- when you do that, yeah. Kale before the show mentioned that uh, the Bengals' DVOA against the run right, was uh, was like the third brilliant. worst in the league, and, yes. and that's a stat that a lot of people like to look at. Yeah, people like like DVOA. So they're thirtieth in DVOA. The last the last eight weeks, they are um they they are twentieth uh, in average per carry allowed. Yep. So, so, so there you go. Uh, and, and I'm not saying it's going to be easy 
to run the ball against the Bengals, but I don't think they're, they're such a good run defense where you have to change who you are. The Broncos aren't the New England Patriots where they're good enough to totally change their identity on a week-in, week week-out basis. Obviously, they have to have better quarterback play in order to do that. But, so they have to stick with their guns as long as they can, and what they've really formed an identity with is running the ball. So that, to me, is why Teddy Bridgewater doesn't have to take over this game. You need to stick with the run. Teddy needs to be efficient. All right, Mace, there's a couple other keys to this game. Let's get to the next whiteboard topic. And to be, Joe, be an average referring to here uh is and and we have these a little switch but since i'm rolling on this one to beat joe be an average joe what i mean by this mace is the broncos all they have to do is drop 21 points when teams score 21 or more points Bengals, i believe have only won one game when they've done that so the offense doesn't need to be incredible. This Broncos offense is averaging 21 points per game. In the past three weeks, the Broncos are averaging 25 points per game. So that's all they need to do is their defense needs to play, and I believe this Broncos defense is going to come ready to play. They need to hold them to 20 points. Broncos need to score 21 or more points. It's as simple as that. And when when the Bengals score, we talk about just how much of a variance the Bengals have. They can put up 40 points. They can put up back-to-back games of 38 points, but they can also go out and lay some big time eggs they can put up 16 points they can put up 17 points and we've seen that in the past in fact mace these past two weeks the Bengals have have scored uh 22 23 points lost both of those games uh and, and they've allowed 41 and 26 points and their two wins uh two weeks ago they gave up only 13 points and 10 points but if if you score 21 points mace you're gonna beat this Bengals team yeah, and I mean, you, twenty-one is kind of a magic number. Uh, not not quite like Teddy Bridgewater's passer rating, whether it's above or below his average. But twenty-one points accounted for by the offense. Broncos are six and one when they do it, and when they don't do it, they are one and five. Yeah, simple as that. Yeah. You're, 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 you're right, Mason. Then let's hit the final whiteboard key right here, right now. And that is don't get clawed up the middle. Yeah. And this is good. This is basically defending the run. And it kind of comes uh, back to some of the things I mentioned. When we were talking about run defense. It, it, the Broncos have struggled against the run recently. You just, you just watched Craig Reynolds last week. Who's Craig Reynolds? He'd never carried the ball before out of Cutstown State. He was on the Lions practice squad. He went right back to their practice squad, uh, put in there at a moment's notice. Wait, Mace, did you say out of Cutstown State? Cutstown State, same alma mater as John Mobley. How about that? So he he was cutting people up last week? He was, yeah, you could say that. Yeah. He and then uh <laughs> he didn't really get cut. He just got sent down back to, sent back down to the practice squad. He's been cut a lot over the years. He's a you know, your he's your classic fringe player who is probably interchangeable with a lot of the good players we'll see in the USFL this spring. That's okay. I mean, you're still a pro, but Craig Reynolds averaged seven point five five yards per attempt. 83 yards on 11 carries last week. And, you know, if not for a great ankle tackle by Mike Purcell, Zach, Craig Reynolds could have been over 100 yards on 11 attempts. He had had holes. There were missed tackles. And Vic Fangio said a couple of days ago, acknowledged that the run defense really, in his mind, has not been the same since – 
They lost their two starting linebackers to open the season, of course, Josie Jewell and Alexander Johnson. I think in particular uh, the guy who could make a defense against, a difference against the, the run is Josie Jewell, and the Broncos haven't had him since week two. So let's take a look at when things really started to kind of get out of control. You can start with the Browns game. And again, Denver scoring defense, great. In that span, seven games over eight weeks, 15 points allowed by the defense per game. That's third. That's third in the league. But they're getting. But there's a little bit of a storm cloud brewing, not building, not just like not unlike the storm clouds here in Denver today. Like I mentioned, 29th in the league in average allowed per carry in the last eight weeks, 27th in first in first down rate, and the success rate that I mentioned for opponents when running the ball. So example, a five-yard run on first down is a successful run. A three-yard run on third and three, successful run. The success rate against the Broncos when running the ball in the last eight weeks, 48.8%. That is the worst in football in that span. Yikes, that is very concerning. And Mace, that's why, to me, the Broncos running the ball is way less of a concern than the Bengals running the ball on this Broncos defense. And you look at what the Bengals want to do. They want to give the ball to Joe Mixon. Mace, you know who has the most attempts, rushing attempts in the NFL? Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. You know who has the second most rushing yards in the NFL? Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Mixon. You know who has the third most rushing touchdowns in the NFL? I'm going to guess it's a guy with the initials JM. It is. It is Joe Mixon. The Bengals want to run the ball because just like we've talked about, what helps a quarterback that 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 needs some help? A good rushing game. And Joe Joe Burrow, they've got the perfect situation there for Joe Burrow. They've got an offensive-minded head coach. They've got uh, a great running game, and they've got they've set him up with receivers. Now the offensive line, I guess I shouldn't say perfect situation because they they don't have a perfect offensive line for him. But they have so many things to help him out, and they're relying on those things. Joe Mixon has been an absolute baller this season. I mean, the second best running back in the league. Well, I'll put him behind Derrick Henry because we all know Derrick Henry's number one. Jonathan Taylor's been balling and Joe Mixon I think has honestly gone under the radar just for how good he's been and so that is a massive concern to me and it's going to be on Vic Fangio and this defense to to slow them down but hey I'd rather have the onus be on this defense than on this offense so I'm happy that the thing I'm more worried about in this game is stopping the run not being able to run the ball yeah the Bengals by the way Zach when Joe Mixon averages four yards a carry this year seven and one when he doesn't average four yards a carry, oh and five. Yikes. Yes, that yeah. is very scary. And something else that's not very scary, Mace, is our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee. They're giving you delicious delicious coffee and what this coffee is is not only great coffee, but it packs that CBD punch. And of course, CBD can help relieve aches, pains, headaches, migraines, anything that's going on. It can help relieve, including a lot of people say it gets rid of the coffee jitters. So if you have the coffee jitters when you drink coffee, might as well give Strava Craft Coffee a try. They also have delicious flavors. They have a toasted marshmallow, which is mwah, so good. And if you use the code DNVR25 over at StravaCoffee.com, you will get 25% off your first order of Strava Craft Coffee. And then after, once you fall in love with 
with it, use the code uh, or subscribe over at StravaCraftCoffee.com and you'll get 20% off every single order after that. And it'll show up at your door every two, four, six, eight weeks, however often you want. You can have it where it just sent straight to your door. So make sure to go to StravaCraftCoffee.com and use that code DNVR25 to get delicious CBD infused coffee. Uh, we all could use some of that CBD at times right now, I would say. Aches and pains really helps you out So if you check out that, that, that CBD-infused coffee. Also worth checking out the American, the American Raptors, right? Or actually, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I think I just – I'm my bad. I, I, just got, uh, I just got off track. I was looking at yesterday's. Mace, how about how about you tell us about, about uh, a little manscaping. manscaping? I'll tell about manscaping. Sorry, I got sorry. I, I I'm like I thought this was yesterday. Anyway, man, I'll tell you about <laughs> manscaped because it's the holidays and you're looking for gifts right now. If you haven't finished your Christmas shopping, you're doing a little. You're doing a little more shopping here. the 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 clock is ticking toward the big day. Maybe you don't know what to get as a gift or a stocking stuffer. Well, Manscaped has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer competition. Of course, and what they've got is the performance package. 4.0 manscaped of course the leader in men's below the waist grooming they've served more than 4 million men worldwide which is 8 million balls based on our math and if you want to get in on manscaped to get this offer 20 percent off plus free shipping use the code dnvr that's 20 percent off and free shipping with the code dnvr the best product of course is the performance package which has the lawnmower trimmer, which will trim your butt, your balls, also your butt and your body. You've got the weed whacker to get those annoying ear and nose hair, uh, nose hairs out safely. They've also got their liquid formulations, the crop preserver, ball deodorant, and the crop reviver, which is ball toner. And 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 you've got a nice little bag that goes goes with it. You get all that with the performance package. But there's more to Manscaped than just the performance package. There's the two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. You can kill two birds with one stone. You've got the cologne-infused body wash. If you want to go in every day looking and smelling your best or make sure that a friend of yours goes in to every day looking and smelling their best, get that cologne-infused body wash. Hey, they've got a nail kit as well. You want to take care of your fingernails? Check out the Shears 2.0 Luxury 4.0 Nails Kit. And also, if you just want to wipe your balls, use the crop mops. It's, and these are all things that you can get for people in your life and st- and stuff their stockings with something cool, something maybe, maybe again, it's not the performance package, but it lets them know that you're thinking about them, you're thinking about their hygiene, you're thinking about them being clean. Hopefully they'll take it in the right way, as I'm sure they will, because they're your friend and you're their friend and you're looking out for them. And what better way to look out for your friend then by going to manscaped.com and getting one of the, the performance package or one of the shampoo and conditioner or the body wash, whatever you want, you can get 20% off all of it plus free shipping by using the code DMVR. So that's 20% off plus free shipping with the code DMVR over at manscaped.com because you know what? If it's for your partner, your dad, your brother, your friend, you want to give them something they're going to use, right? You don't want something Absolutely. that's going to sit on the shelf. You're the guy in your life. Or the the friend, whatever, will use these Manscaped products. So check it out at manscaped.com. DNVR is the code for 20% off and free shipping. And speaking of saving money, 
go to our friends over at mintmobile.com slash DNVR. And what you're going to do is you're going to save so much money on your cell phone service. What you do when you go to mintmobile.com slash DNVR is you sign up for their plan, which starts at just $15 a month. Guys, you may be paying over $100 for your cell phone service. They're going to give it to you at $15 a month. That's for unlimited talk, unlimited text, and your data plan start at $15 a month. And you're saying, okay, what's the catch? There is no catch over at Mint Mobile. They don't have any physical stores, and that's where they save their money, and then they pass that savings on to you. So how you sign up, go to mintmobile.com slash DNVR. What they do is they send you a SIM card, and I signed up for Mint Mobile. They sent me a SIM card. You take that SIM card, put it in your phone, you download an app, and then boom, you're running on Mint Mobile's great coverage, which is the same coverage as the other big expensive carriers out there. You just get it at a fraction of the price. And so go to mintmobile.com slash DNVR to sign up. I've done it. Mace has done it. And we are running on fantastic cell phone service at a fraction of the price. And for right now, guys, you want to get in on this deal. If you sign up and pay for the first three months, you'll get the next three months for free. That is a deal that absolutely cannot be beat. So check them out over at mintmobile.com slash DNVR. All right, Mace, let's hop into the comment section to talk to the people. And first, we've got a super chat coming in from our friend who says edward he says what's up guys what's your guys's score prediction this week mine sadly is 17 to 14 Bengals. we had a dominant win last week i feel playing a good team this week i feel like they will mess it up i hope i'm wrong denver broncos for life and edward i think you're right there with the rest of broncos country i think a lot of people are very skeptical of this team being able to beat a uh, up and down talented Bengals team but edward I got to say, you got to hang on till tomorrow's pod where we're going to give our final score predictions uh, and we'll we'll be tuning in. So make sure to, to to roll with us tomorrow where we will give our final score predictions. I would wa- I want to give it to you now, but I just I honestly haven't crunched down. But I think I may be feeling a little better than you, Edward. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got to crunch it down as well. And um, that being said, final score predictions in this environment right now that we're seeing around the NFL are incredibly tricky, yeah. like uh, our predictions in general, because for example, yesterday I go on the radio in Kansas city and I say, Hey, I expect the chiefs are going to beat the chargers, right? What comes down the road after that? Chris Jones goes on the COVID reserve list. Mm. That as we know for the chiefs defense, that instantly changes everything. And we've talked about how we want the chiefs to just win and keep winning. Right. So they can kind of break away, maybe have a meaningless game at the end of the season. And it would be helpful for the Chargers to lose that Thursday night game. That's the sort of thing that all of a sudden had potentially has a long-term impact on the Broncos. But things are going day to day. Look what happened in Cleveland in Cleveland in the last in the last 48 hours. I mean, today they're learning learning they've lost Baker Mayfield potentially yeah. for this game because he's on the he's on the COVID list. He has to have two negative tests before kickoff on Saturday, not Sunday, Saturday. And so everything is just a mess. It's just a mess right now. I'm trying to predict it because it is literally changing moment to moment as for the players we expect to be in these games. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, Cleveland's now without their head coach and their starting quarterback on top of so many key players. It really, really is a crazy time right now, Mace. It, it is. Yeah, but every indication is that per what the NFL set up preseason, the game is going to go on. Yep. Even yep. The, absolutely. The, they have, the sh- like the Rams aren't practicing right now. They're virtual, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. What if the Rams literally play without an in-person practice? 
this could be crazy. Yeah. That's something that uh, I know coaches would absolutely hate, (laughs) but something that may have to happen. Yeah. This is, it's, 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 it's getting wild, but I still expect there are going to be plenty of games on Sunday. I don't think the, the NFL is not bringing this season to a stop. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Mace, let's hop into the comment section. First one coming in from TrueChampFan24 says, My peoples, I voted on Mace's poll to have the Broncos make the playoffs and retain most of the staff. I think fans voting for missing the playoffs and having the staff fired feel that if Denver were to make the playoffs and even win a game, George Payton is more likely to extend Teddy and retain Shermer. I think the feeling is if Denver makes the playoffs, Teddy and Shermer stay and Payton does not make a push for Wilson or Rodgers. Love y'all. Well, True Champ fan 24 i appreciate that you're trying to provide the the uh vision of other people but for those other people out there i don't think you have to worry about that maze george payton isn't fooled that teddy bridgewater is better uh than russell wilson or aaron Rodgers. uh the broncos aren't if the broncos miss out on one of those guys mace it's not because they didn't try and it's not because they didn't want one of those guys it's because either those guys stay put where they are or let's say the new york giants bid more for russell wilson uh and aaron Rodgers wants to go to the steelers more than he wants to go to the broncos it would not be because the broncos don't have an in an, an, interest and a very serious push right and i think it is looking more and more okay based on kind of what what i've gathered what with the way everything is going it's looking more and more like if the broncos make the playoffs that they are going to handle this like buffalo did when when it made the playoffs in 2017 tyrod taylor was their quarterback they didn't double down on tyrod taylor they moved on and they went and got their long-term answer in the offseason. Now, the difference could be the Broncos could end up with Russell Wilson, for example. I think plan A is probably to get one of those elite veterans who could possibly be available. But if that doesn't happen, I do believe they will go into the draft pool and draft the quarterback of the future. And then you'd have maybe a, a guy who's a, a one-year mentor type of a bridge to the bridge to the future that is, is brought in. I don't think... I really don't expect you'll see Bridgewater back next year for the Broncos. I think they are viewing this season in the right context, whether they make the playoffs or not. I have a lot of confidence in George Payton on this. Chico Bean says, what's up, guys? I find it awesome you guys are talking about CSU basketball. One of my closest friends plays there, and his name is John uh, Tanye. They're 10-0 and and looking good. I hope they get far in the tournament this year. Anyways, can Madden give Justin Simmons his superstar ability already? Sheesh. Yeah, Justin certainly deserves that. And, man, CSU basketball is so good. And, I mean, they, they're really going to make a deep run in the tournament, in my opinion. They are poised to do. They poor. They're poised to do that. They actually. Uh, they've got a really interesting game uh, coming up. Uh, coming up in six days time. Of course, they've got Tulsa on Saturday, but there is a big game coming up for the CSU Rams in six days. So it's December twenty first, Tuesday night. They are playing Zach Stevens's. Alabama Crimson Tide (laughs) and of course we know what the Crimson Tide is doing in basketball right now they're becoming Zach Alabama is becoming almost as much of a basketball school as it is a football as it is a football school yeah I love it tough loss last night to Memphis no doubt but they've beaten Gonzaga they beat Houston over the weekend weekend by one 
CSU, Zach, is going to get its litmus test game nationally. And if they can go and knock off the Crimson Tide, this could not just be a great season, but a special season in Fort Collins. And then you might see CSU zoom up the polls if they can beat Alabama. And we could be talking about CSU being a very high seed, maybe even pushing for a one seed if they can beat Alabama. Ooh, that, that would be, be incredible. But the possibility is right there for CSU. They've got they have got the game there in front of them that will make everyone sit up straight in their chairs nationally and take notice. It's right there for the taking next Tuesday night. Yep, it absolutely is. Love what's going on in Fort Collins, and of course, love what's going on in Tuscaloosa as well. That's going to be a heck of a game. Graying no Bronco says, hey guys, you got me in the preseason, but this is my first comment. Well, welcome, got him, and we're so happy that you're commenting. He says, you keep me connected to Bronco's community even though I'm down in Florabama. I don't like the negativity vibes coming out of Bronco's Twitter. We are sounding like super entitled fans who are so negative when they would throw snowballs at Santa. We are playing meaningful games in December and in the hunt for a wild card spot. Let's be happy about it. As we can see from Melvin, the team reads social media and isn't feeling the love. So let's recognize their great play last week and show we got their back and are excited for the final four game stretch. I admit I didn't want to get my hopes up last week after getting hyped from the initial win streak, followed by losses in the Cowboys Eagles roller coaster. But I'm already, but I'm ready to go all in on making the playoffs. Let's go. So happy to hear that. He says, I'm glad we are rolling with Steady Teddy because I don't think we would be where we are without him. I would have liked Locke to blossom and turn into a franchise quarterback because he would have been our guy for years to come. I wasn't hot on Teddy because if he wasn't a franchise quarterback, he wouldn't be on his fifth team. I do appreciate Teddy's stability and management of the offense, especially as we finally learn to use the run. Next year, I would prefer Russell Rogers to take us to the next level, but if that doesn't work out, I would be happy to keep him at the right price while we draft and develop someone by the way i laughed out loud at zach's bachelor rose ceremony comment from monday's pod dude has definitely been bringing the spicier takes thanks for all of the great content and getting me through my commute thank you so much for rolling with us graying bronco yeah we appreciate it and you know i think that's a that's a good point on uh on teddy look just because he is not the right guy long term doesn't mean he's not the best option on this team right now I think yep. both of these things are true for Teddy Bridgewater. I think I feel like uh, people are kind of in in camps on the extremes, and I think that sort of leads to uh, some of the things like the poll that uh, that was um, that was mentioned by True Champ Fan Twenty Four to start this comment section uh, that I put out, and literally forty eight percent of fans saying they'd rather miss the playoffs if they know it comes with coaching changes than make the playoffs and uh, have at least somewhat status quo on, on the staff middle the the middle ground is probably the place to be at this point root for the team to do what do well know that teddy is probably the best option they have the the rest of the of the season but know that it couldn't that there could be more changes in the offing the offseason and that's that's okay that's okay you can have a playoff season have changes uh, at the key position at the key position beyond that and at least you've gotten value out of making the playoffs still because Getting the playoffs, it's so important for getting the culture right around here. 
Yep, Mace, the, the best thing is that this is the 2011 season leading into the 2012 season. And, of course, what happened? Broncos made the playoffs, made got a win in the playoffs, which, of course, we've seen that play so many times this past week. Tebow to Demarius, it was so special. And then what did they do in the offseason? They go out and get Peyton Manning. If the Broncos are able to go get Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, man, people are going to have so many flashbacks to that. And that team that made the playoffs showed how good they could be to a veteran quarterback they showed that they were ready to take off they just needed that quarterback this team if they make the playoffs even right now but especially if they make the playoffs they'll show that they're just ready to explode ding 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 they'll show they're ready you think russell wilson might not be looking at the broncos in january if they're in the playoffs and thinking man if they can get there with what they have what can they do with me yep absolutely all great quarterbacks have that ego Yep, exactly. And like I said last week, Mace, I would be willing to trade Patrick Sertan and Javante Williams <laughs> for uh, Russell Wilson. And speaking of Pat Sertan, PS2 chiming in now. Says, what's up, guys? A few podcasts ago, you talked about quarterback options for next year, and you guys were too quick to dismiss Kirk Cousins. Obviously, given the option, you take Russell Rogers, but I will add Kirk right after those guys. Your main point was that he is not worth the amount you will have to pay him. Next year, his salary cap is $45 million, but the Vikings would probably incurred 10 million so 35 million for a quarterback who is top 10 in touchdowns pass rating qbr and a 67 completion percentage not to mention only throwing five interceptions and only 18 sacks taken also having two receivers who have more yards than all of your receivers and each receiver has more touchdowns than all of the broncos receivers combined kirk also had top 10 numbers last season too you guys were willing to trade for stafford last season but cousins has a better touchdown percentage and interception percentage throughout his career people gave stafford the he played for the lions excuse but kirk's situation isn't much better you would much rather rather have Wilson or Russ or, or Rogers, but this team is a guaranteed playoff with Kirk as long as Fangio can bring an average defense. Boy, you had me bouncing around with agreeing, disagreeing, agreeing, and I agree with your last point. This Broncos team is a playoff team with Kirk Cousins, but is that the step that you want? Is that the next step you want to take? Because Mace, I think the Broncos right now are, are have that step to potentially make the playoffs. And I think a lot of people want that next step to be a Super Bowl contender. And whether that's Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and like PS2 says, that's obviously what he wants. But then I think people believe that they need that their quarterback of, of the long term to get there if it's not one of those franchise guys. And that next step would probably be a young guy that can come in and be the quarterback for 10 or 15 years. Kirk Cousins, I think, is a step in between those two steps. He's a guy that can get you to the playoffs every year and will probably win a playoff game or two with this team. But man, Mace, I just haven't seen anything from Kirk Cousins that makes me think he he is a legit franchise quarterback that's going to carry you to a Super Bowl. He puts up the stats, but man, it just seems like every year they're pretty empty stats. Yeah, and I think the thing with Kirk Cousins, he's a he is a good quarterback, but there's a reason why he's in that second tier and that Russell Wilson is in in that first tier. As good as talented as Kirk Cousins is and he does put up and he does put up the numbers, he's still not in some of the high leverage situations over the course of, the, of his career, he's not somebody who's elevating everybody around him. He, right. he is a talented quarterback, but there's that kind of that oomph that, as Vic Fangio might say, kind of the, the next – taking everyone in the next level that is just missing with him. I think if you get Kirk Cousins, you're going to be pretty good every year and probably most years in the playoffs – but I don't think you're going to win a Super Bowl. 
That's to me, that's the difference between Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and 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 Kirk Cousins. Is I feel like those those two can elevate you beyond. And with cut and, and even yeah, and people are going to say, oh well, Russell Wilson hasn't won a Super Bowl since 2013. Aaron Rodgers since 2010. Both of those quarterbacks also have longer records of more of of, of more success over the course of their careers than Kirk Cousins does. I feel like with Cousins, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He's going to put up a lot of big numbers, but it's not going to push you over the top. At least not have the same chance that Russell Wilson or. Uh, Russell Wilson or or uh, Aaron Rodgers can't, and he's still going to have a huge price tag on him, even when you yeah, pick him up. He, yeah, he's going to have a huge price tag, and the yeah. bummer is if you bring in Kirk Cousins, Mace, you have the third-best quarterback in the division, and in my opinion, you're not really even competing with the second or first spot, and obviously it's a really tough task to ask anyone to compete with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, but I don't think that Kirk would be able to at all, so that makes it tough. And then also, Mace, we talk about how the Broncos have so much cap space. Right now, with the cap being set at $208 million, they have $48 million in cap mm-hmm. space for next year. If you bring in Kirk Cousins, and let's say somehow the Minnesota Vikings do have to eat $10 million. So that's $30 million that or $35 million you're paying Kirk Cousins. You got to pay for rookies as well. You're going to have like $5 million to spend. Now, obviously the cap is flexible, but the team that you have right now is the team that you're going to have next year, maybe even minus a couple of players because you can't re-sign them. So that's something that comes with it is, are you okay with this team right now, probably minus a couple of pieces with Kirk Cousins, uh, or would you rather go a different direction, maybe a rookie, who then you can build a really good team around? And to me, man, that second-tier quarterback that you're paying elite money is just such a tough spot to be in. Uh, I'm not saying a bad idea. It's just certainly not ideal for me. Next one from Lou Drock says, Hey guys, this game this week feels enormous. I'm curious to get all of your thoughts on how you would like to see the season play out. Should we lose to the Bengals? 10-7 and in the playoffs is of course still possible if we lose, but would seem highly unlikely. I'm torn. I'd love us to have a winning record, and I'm not totally against Vic coming back. However, I would like to see... I would like to see Shermer gone, and I would like a higher draft pick in case we can't pull off a Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers trade. If we finish 7-10, and 10, then I think we're picking around 12 and hopefully in a good position to take Kenny Pickett. So what say you? If we lose this Sunday, are you on board the lose-out train? Cheers, Charlie. Not yet, even though, uh, according to 538, if the Broncos lose this game, independent of, of other results that could alter this percentage, the Broncos lose, their, their chances drop to 5%. Uh, of making the playoffs, but I don't think that's, I I don't think it, it's at that point. I think if they lose the next two, then I think you see thing, you see kind of the train really leaving the station, but I don't think you're there. I don't think you're there yet. If you lose this game, because you could still win, win, win three in a row. The other thing also uh, mentioned uh, if they finish seven and 10 being 12th and, and, and Kenny Pickett type um, look, if, if they don't get a Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. I do think that uh, even if the Broncos are sitting in the in the mid-teens to, to late-teens, I do think they will move up to get a quarterback. But I also think it will probably require sacrificing the 2023 first-round pick to do it. But I think – Oh, yeah. It, put it, my, my radio partner, Eric Goodman, has kind of gone out and specifically said one way or the other, whether it's trading for Wilson or Rodgers or trading up in the draft, the, he said in his opinions – I'm going to credit him for this – the Broncos won't have their first round pick in 23 because it's going to be part of a deal. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. And uh, yeah, I, 
losing this week, you're not ready to jump ship, in my opinion. If you lose to the Raiders the following week, then yeah, go 0-2 the, the following two games to end the season and, and help your draft status there, but not mm-hmm. just after this one. And Mace, our final comment coming in from Orange Orange Blue for Life says, have to get this off my chest. One, this is the first time we've been talking playoffs in September 2016. Two, you guys won't get the quality vet quarterback without having signed talented wide receivers. Three, Teddy, I don't think so. Teddy is three. Teddy is doing exactly what we hoped, having us in playoff contention and finally having a winning culture in the locker room. Look at Tebow. Four, exactly what we talked about. Four, every quarterback throws short of the sticks on third down when downfield is covered. That's why the other guys are paid to make a play after the catch. It would be fine if Fant had a few broken tackles this season. I'm almost to the point where I want to shut the pod off once the guys get to re- get to read the comments. It's so negative when we are finally above 500 in December. You don't get to the top of the mountain without putting the work in, and I'm right there, orange and blue for life. We got to enjoy this. We, we don't we, we don't get this uh, all the time, and in my opinion, the Broncos standards have absolutely changed. Uh, the, the standards used to be Super Bowl or bust. The past five years has brought the standards way down, so I'm enjoying this ride, and I think for the most part, orange and blue for life is that people, people are starting to turn on that and tar- starting to say, okay, you know what? I'm not going to worry about the future because I do think that George Payton's going to make an upgrade at quarterback or at least try his darndest to. I'm going to enjoy this ride right now, and let's get on Javante Williams. Let's get on Melvin Gordon, and let's ride them to the playoffs, baby. Yeah, I mean, if look, look here's – I haven't been thinking this, and maybe uh, this is a bit harsh, but I, I do often think back about when I was a kid and the Bucks year after year were not in the playoff conversation, how they missed the playoffs 14 years in a row. And I remember thinking, gosh – just, I'd love to get to the playoffs once. I don't care if it's at eight and eight or nine and seven. Uh, I, I, there's, there's an awful lot I would have given up for the Bucks to be a playoff team. Just be in, just have a chance. Just give me that excitement that, that just for once. Uh, and I, and the rare occasions where they were in the race in December, I, I mean, I got my hopes up. It was, it's okay to, it's okay to do that. And yet I see 48% of the fans would rather not, would rather, rather miss the playoffs. Uh, because it would ensure coaching change rather than make the playoffs. It's disheartening. Please. The team's been out of the playoff race, playoff race each of the last four seasons. They were in it in December 2016, fell short. Just enjoy these relevant games that we're all, that we're all going to tune in or walk to the stadium on Sunday. And the Broncos have a chance, a real tangible shot of being in the playoffs. Enjoy it. Life is too short to, dismiss this and and if a fan base can't enjoy being in the playoff mix doesn't doesn't deserve to be a playoff fan base sorry mm, yeah and i think fans are enjoying this and may something you don't want to miss your shot on is getting in on a class or a degree over at msu denver online our presenting sponsor one more shout out to them because over at msu denver they put a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life they have affordable online programs taught by professors to bring the real world into the classroom and msu denver graduates do use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs out 
out there. And some of our very own staff members have, have taken classes at MSU Denver and given the highest remarks. So check them out, whether you want to take one class, whether you want to earn a degree. Use that code DNVR Sports to get your application fee waived over at MSU Denver. And Mace, I've had a blast on this podcast today, giving me a lot of hope for what the Broncos can do this week against the Bengals and keep their playoff hopes really alive. So for Andrew Mason, I'm Zach Stevens. Thank you all so much for rolling with us, and we will get our score predictions on tomorrow's pod. So make sure to tune in, hit us with a thumbs out, thumbs up on your way out, and we really thank you for tuning in with us. Have a terrific Wednesday. Take you back